0: You're excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Give somebody a hug. No high fives. Let's hug it out. Let's hug it out in this house today. Amen. Hey, we're going to spend eternity in heaven. And so we better get used to one another right now, right? Sweaty mess, stinky, whatever. It is so good. Wow. Hey, can we just show some honor and thank our worship team for leading us today? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29 says, for our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. If something is consumed, that means it is dominated by. I love what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, for our God is a devouring fire. Did you know that today that the Holy Spirit of God wants to consume you? wants to devour every ounce of you. And you need not be afraid of that. You need not be afraid of what God wants to do in your life. He's a consuming fire. I believe that it's going to take some consumed, devoured people by the fire of God in order to change the culture in which we live in. I believe that it's going to take some passionate, fired up, enthusiastic, zealous people consumed by the power of God in order to change and influence for good a world in which we live in. I don't believe that a passionless Christianity will put out the fires of hell. I believe it's gonna take us, the blood bought the redeemed, people that have the Spirit of God with them, to allow that fire to rage up within us in order to be who He's called us to be. You know the best way to fight a raging forest fire is with fire. I had an opportunity to go see a new movie. I would encourage you guys to go see it called um, For the Brave. For the Brave about the Granite Mountain hotshots, firefighters out in Prescott, Arizona. And, and, and I was blown away as I watched this piece that, that, that they, these, these hotshots put themselves in the, in the pathway of, of a raging inferno. And, and what they do is they actually fight fire with fire. They, 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 they use their torches to, to backlight, to, to light a perimeter around them, to burn so that when the approaching wildfire comes, everything has already been consumed by it, and they fight fire with fire. I don't think, I think it's time for the church to begin to fight fire with fire, fire that the enemy is using to destroy people's lives it is time for us to let a holy fire rage up within us and for us to get out of the box and to get out there in a fight for the lives of people amen I uh I I, I, I've I've told you guys that that I've been wrestling with this series for months and, and 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 I've had to let the 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 Lord do a work in me first he has to do a work in me first because I believe that a passionist leader will never set people ablaze. And unless you see it in me, um, it's just difficult. I believe that that's what we need within our church, leaders, those of you that are leaders, elders that are ablaze. I believe that we need kids workers this morning that are on fire for God as they lead boys and girls. Hey, you life group leaders, I believe that, is, that you need to be set of, on fire by the Holy Spirit of God as you lead those groups. Amen? We need a staff in this house that is ablaze and set on fire by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Until we're ablaze, leaders, check this out. We cannot speak to the hearts of people. We've got to be set on fire. I, I, I read an old excerpt from a a sermon from years ago pastor john rice a hard-hitting sermon and and he rebuked this lack of fire in in leaders and so i just let me give you a snippet i wrote it down so that you could just kind of hear where i've been this is what pastor rice said he said listen it is not the sinners that are hard the trouble is it is the preachers that are hard It is the Sunday school teachers. It is the Baptist deacons and the Methodist stewards and the Presbyterian elders that are hard. I find it easier, he says, to win a soul and get a drunkard or a harlot converted than it is to get a preacher on fire for souls. I'm just, yeah, yeah, woo, yeah, you just had to hear it one time. I've been living in this, but that has been where I'm at is that I would allow the Spirit of God to light a fire in me. We are in a series entitled Fire, if you haven't already figured that out. Well, there it is. Don't you love technology? Does that look like my head is on fire if I stand right here? Whoa! Flame, amen. Bring it, Lord. The fire of God is what we've been praying for. We've talked about fire and how people are drawn to fire, aren't they? Listen, I believe that, that a preacher that is set on fire, people will come to watch him burn. I believe that a church is on fire and individuals that are on fire, people will be drawn to the fire. We need the Holy Spirit of God to do this in us. We cannot manufacture it. We cannot set ourselves ablaze. But when we call upon the Lord, when we share with him our desire to be consumed by him, and when we totally give him freedom and authority and let him have his way in us, guess what he's going to do? He'll, he'll light you up. Any lit people in the house today? He will light you up. He will. There's the intensity that he wants to bring with his presence in your life. There is some purifying that some of us need to take place, right? Anybody need some refining when we sing that song, burn away the dross? Someone said, what is dross? Dross are those impurities that are burnt away or that surface to the level when gold is being refined. We all have some rough spots and edges. We all have some junk and funk in our lives. Tell your neighbor, oh, he's preaching at you now. We all have that, don't we? And God wants to refine us. He wants to purify us from all of that. We need the power of God in our lives. I'm praying, we've been praying and asking for that that kind of a holy fire of God to burn in us. Remember Moses' encounter with God at the burning bush. It was totally engulfed yet not consumed, right? It was not destroyed. Those thoughts of Moses as he would go up and meet on Mount Sinai with with God and God would speak to him. And and there were times in which Moses would come down and he would be glowing in such a way that the people could not even look at his face. That Shekinah glory. God releasing the fullness of his spirit. Amen? Can it happen today? Or is that just an Old Testament story of days gone by? Uh, the way that God used to work. No, no, no. He wants to do it today. I'm reminded of of that story we talked about with the prophets of Baal believing that their God was greater and how a challenge by the prophet Elijah was offered. Hey, let's just have a contest. Let's just see whose God is the one true God and how those 400 prophets of Baal and those 450 prophets of Asherah built their altar and laid a, 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 a slaughtered bull on top of that altar, and they began to pray for their God to come, and nothing happened. And they prayed harder and, and sang louder. They began to dance. They even began to pound their weapons in such a way that their, their bodies became bludgeoned, begging and pleading for their God to come and consume that altar, but yet nothing happened. And then a mighty man of God, Elijah stepping up to a group of people who had not seen rain for years, building an altar of 12 stones, piling wood on top of those stones, and then calling for 12 large jars of water to be poured over that altar that, was, that, that, that had a trench around it. The trench itself even lapped with water, full of water, and Elijah began to pray. See, for some of us, we may feel like we've not seen God move in such a long time in our lives. Oh, God, where are you? I just want to feel you more. I want... And I'm just telling you, that's where the people were that day. And Elijah began to pray. And the fire of God fell down, consuming that altar, lapping all of the water in those trenches. Come on, somebody. He is the one true God. Our God is greater and stronger and higher. And maybe we just don't believe that enough. I don't know. We're praying for the power of God to fall. I love what the old preacher used to pray. He prayed, Lord, set us afire. Stir us, we pray. While the world perishes, we go our way. Purposeless, passionless, day after day. Set us afire, Lord. Lord. Stir us, we pray. And that is my prayer. That God would awaken us, church. That he would set us ablaze. Listen, it's okay to dance with joy and freedom before the Lord. I saw you. Some of y'all are like like, I just don't know if this is right. <laughs> don't know if I can do this. I'm telling you. There's freedom. The Lord just wants to consume us. And I just just believe that our culture needs to be, it just needs to be made aware of the freedom that comes through Christ. Amen? Fire. Fire. We like fire. Sometimes we don't like to be in the fire, though, do we? we can call on and ask for God to start a fire but do you really desire that do you really desire for him to burn away the dross in you and refine you i looked at google this week anybody looked at google anybody got a new iphone this week <laughs> nobody awesome i looked up google this week just you know you can search on google how to start a fire and, and you'll find that the process for starting a fire is, is actually pretty easy. And Google does a great job of, of describing how you can start a fire. You, you, first of all, you, you've got to have an, an ignition source, something to ignite a spark, right? Those days of gun smoke when Festus would, would just have a flint rock or something and strike a match and Sheriff Matt Dillon and Festus would enjoy a fire there out in the wilderness searching for bad guys, right? You've got to have an ignition source. You've also got to have some what they call tinder to ignite a fire. That's not a dating site, singles, but you've got to have some, some tinder, T-I-N-D-R, in order to help this source ignite a flame. And when you've got a source and when you have tinder, a a fire starts pretty easily, but it burns up quickly. And So you must continue to supply that flame, that, that little fire with other sources of wood. Kindling is what it's called. And, and you continue to add to that until this, this little, small, teeny flame or em- few embers or even a puff of smoke soon becomes a raging fire. And in order to sustain that fire for a long period of time, you're going to need this steady supply, a steady supply. Listen, it's not just a one and done. It is a steady supply of fuel to keep the flame of that fire burning, right? You've got you've to protect it. You, you've got to keep it Protected from outside elements or forces that would love to come in and, and blow it out, right? You've got to keep it going. In times past, I know that maybe not so much today, but in times past, you know, fire was, was, was an essential for, for survival. These days, it, it just seems the, the, the main reason we use fire today is for recreational purposes, we 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 maybe light a fire on a camping trip or, or maybe a bonfire down at the beach or you 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 like to maybe cook s'mores or some other meals over a, an open flame we like to sit around a flame and 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 just casually tell stories of days gone by and thankfully it's not complicated to start a fire and keep it going but my fear is that for some of us when it comes to the fire that God wants to bring into our lives, we still view it for recreational purposes. We, 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 we don't view the fire that God wants to light within us as, as essential for our survival, as essential for life. We, we just want to kind of get a little cozy with it. We 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 want to be near the fire, but we don't want to be in the fire or consumed by it, Pastor Gary. We 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 don't want it to to totally engulf us. We, we just like to say, oh it looks good. We love to see the flames dancing and 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 we love to be able to to enjoy a, a snack from it. You see, you're beginning to see where I'm going today that our relationship with God is is, is like a fire. Yes, it is something, yes, to enjoy, but more critically, I want you to know that this fire that, that we need from God, I would say is necessary for life. Now, thankfully, it's not complicated to start a spiritual fire and keep it going. It's not, but there are some things that I believe that we need to understand about starting a fire and keeping it burning in our lives today. You see, a fire uh, is started within us. That flame in our souls begins when we are saved. You see, God himself is that ignition source that we need God himself is the ignition source and and we allow the fire to ignite when we respond to him by by confessing and and repenting of our sins by by asking him to to forgive us and 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 believe in Jesus' sacrifice for our salvation at that moment is when that flame begins it's kindled it's it started for me, as I've shared with you, as the age of nine in the third grade when, when, when Jesus came into my life and he started the fire. And, and just as clearly as we see when a, when a fire has started, check this out, you will know when you are saved. You, 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 you will. Listen, a person cannot be almost saved. A person is not kind of saved. Listen, this is a yes or no question. Are you saved? (laughs) And salvation happens in an instant. Now, that purification takes a while, and we're gonna continue to, to have to have the flame burn away some stuff in us, right? But I'm telling that flame, that salvation moment, that flame is kindled and started in that moment. You see, salvation is a supernatural experience, and it has real effects on our life. You know it. You know it when it happens. That load of guilt and shame, those sins being gone. We have this relationship with God in which he begins to give us the power that we need to start living the life, all that he dreamed that we would live for him. The life that he had for us even before our parents knew us or what we would grow up to be. Anybody still growing up? God already had a plan and he had a dream for your life. There was a desire that he had for his spirit to consume and dominate your life see, he gives us that power we need to live this Christ life. Has the fire been started in your life? Have you had that salvation experience that you know? Listen, it's when you say yes to Jesus, that fire is ignited within you. But as I said earlier, what Google told me is that you've got to continue to fuel that fire. You, you, you've got to continue to, to keep adding to that fire so that it doesn't go out. You see, without any outside intervention, a flame will go out, right? And to keep it burning, we, 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 it, it, that fire must be built up. It must be fueled consistently. We, we, we oftentimes call that with, a, with a, 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 a natural, we call that stoking you stoke the fire. How many of you have a fireplace that you actually burn real wood? Yeah, it's not one of those poser fireplaces. It's a real fireplace, right? I don't even have a fireplace. You know, that's how, that's okay. I, I, love, I grew up in a house where, where there was a fireplace with real wood. And, 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 and our goal growing up were to have flames shooting out of the chimney in our neighborhood. That's how big and massive the fire that we try to, but I loved to stoke the fire. Many of you that have a real wood fire, you know that there's a long metal rod with a point on it and you stoke it and you kind of move that wood around and you make room for more to put on there or or you you, you level out some of those ashes underneath so that, that the air can get underneath and we love to stoke the fire, don't we? Listen, I'm telling you, this flame of Jesus has been started in your life and if you don't keep stoking it, Your fire will be snuffed out. Come on, somebody. You see, we stoke the fire that has been started by our salvation by building a stronger relationship with God. And one of the ways that we do that is by experiencing sanctification. Now that's a big church word. Let me unpack that for you. Like salvation, you see, sanctification is a definite experience that happens in an instant. That word sanctify means to set apart as or declare holy. It means to consecrate yourself. For several weeks we've been talking about being holy people god says that we should be holy as he is holy listen jesus came in and saved your life not just to guarantee you an eternity one day in heaven but he wants to set you ablaze right now so that you live a life here on earth that is different that is set apart that other people look at you and say wow there's something about you that is just different are you different? Do people notice this holiness or this set-apartness in your life? You see, when we choose to set our lives apart for God to use however he wants, he will cleanse us with, uh, from the sinful nature that all of us are born with. Remember I said last week, you weren't born a Christian. You were born a sinner. You were wretched, dirty. That's how you were born. You've not always been a Christian. But I'm telling you, when Jesus comes in and his spirit takes over, this sanctification can, helps take care of that sinful nature that you and I were born with. And it leaves us with a new nature that is pure and holy like he is. That is what being sanctified means. And then we're able to to live a life that is wholly committed to bringing honor and glory to God. A fire within us that we continue to stoke that continues to grow. Hey, listen, I don't know where you're at right now with God. Some of you right now might be a, a Moses moment on Mount Sinai. You're walking and talking, and there's an incredible intimacy there with God. Some of you might not be at the summit, and you might be down a a rung or two a step or two. Some of you might be a little bit further down the path. Some of you might be with the children of Israel down in the valley floor, and, and you're building idols of gold and dancing and worshiping and partying, and then you just don't have any relation. I don't know where you're at, but here's what I know for every one of us. Listen, God has so much more for every one of us listening. I don't care where you're at. And by the way, if you think that you're at a 10 and there's no other place except heaven for you, you're lying to yourself. Paul says, not that I have obtained all of this, but I continue to Press on, right? There's always room for growth, amen? But I want you to know that God has so much more for you. And every day, our relationship with him can grow deeper. That flame within us can begin to burn even brighter. That's important for you to remember. And I believe that that we need to stoke the flame. We need to continue to add fuel to the flame by doing a couple of things. That is reading God's word regularly and seeking him in prayer, if you've been with us any amount of time you'll hear me make a statement like this i'm going to read from the word of god we believe in the bible here at 1910 church does anybody else here read god's word anybody read the bible right this is my bible i am what it says i am i can do what it listen there's truth to that right do you read the word of god do you know what it says Listen, I believe that in order for this flame that God has started in you, for in order for it to grow, in order for it not to be snuffed out, you've got to make a regular daily practice of getting in the Word of God. I've always wanted to do this. Hey, Joel, I, I, I've wanted to do this. I've wanted to come in and just preach a sermon one day that is completely not truth and just see if anybody ever catches it, you know? Now, now, listen, there are some, some naysayers out here that, that shoot me emails and remind me when I'm not telling the truth. I, thank you um, for that. And, and, and I'm, I may blunder or make mistakes, okay? Not, but I don't intentionally do that. I don't. But my fear is that for some of us, we could easily have the wool pulled over our eyes because we don't know what the Word of God says. We know what John Bevere says or Joel Osteen or Ed Young or Andy Stanley. And I'm not saying that those aren't men or women of God that they're, listen, they're great, but I'm telling you there is nothing that can replace the word of God in your life. And you need to measure everything by the word of God, not by who's the best seller, but by the word, this is. This is the best seller of all times. And by the way, just I do love John Bevere, and I love Andy Stanley, and I love Ed Young, and I love Joel. I love all of them. I I read them all. But I'm telling you, the importance of knowing what God's Word says is important for me to keep that flame going. And my fear is that many of us shuck this to the corner in order to embrace some other sexy, glossy photo book of someone else. I'm have a book burning in my office afterwards. Now I feel so guilty. <laughs> but we also need to also seek the Lord in prayer. Do you pray? I, do, I, do you pray? I'm not talking about, you know, some model prayer or just rest... Do you seek the Lord? That, today, man, it was the, the, the sweetest moment for me. Has just been hearing you guys. Say, hey, call out to the Lord. Share with Him where you are at and what's going on. That's what He wants from us on a consistent basis. Seeking Him in prayer. Listen, I believe that the Bible and prayer are our main sources of spiritual. Uh, they're our main spiritual fuel source. We need those things. Listen, church attendance is awesome as well. Regular, daily devotion. listen, those are also critical. But I'm telling you, there is nothing that can negate you being in the Word of God and spending time in prayer. You better come on and go with me this morning. I believe there's also one necessary step in order to maintain this fire of God that's in us. Even when sufficient fuel is provided, and and listen, there are other forces that can cause the fire to go out. You might have good wood, and, but, but listen, there, there, there are natural elements like, like wind and rain, right, that can come and put out your campfire, right? I mean, you've done everything right. You've got a dry area, but, but, but there can be some other things, even though you've prepared well, that can come and snuff out this blaze with, that, that that's you've constructed. Everything's got to be done. You protect the flame. There have got to be some barriers that you put up to, to keep anything from outside wandering in that would hinder your fire to burn. Listen, there, that is the same analogy when it comes to this spiritual fire that is aflame within us. You see, there's opposition that comes against our spiritual fire, right, that, that, that can challenge your flame today. Maybe for some of you right now, you're, you're facing a challenging turn of events in your life. You've received a, 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 a negative medical diagnosis. There was a peak slip offered at your place of employment. Maybe there's a, there's a relationship that's just dysfunctional right now. Listen, and if we're not careful, a changing of those events can, can come in and this fire that's burning within you, listen, those things can, can blow it out, right? But we also know That for those of us that are set aflame by the Spirit of God, that there is an enemy that is also targeting our souls. That he is after us to keep us from burning for Jesus Christ. And I don't know where you're at today, but listen, it is critical for you to remember that you are not alone in this struggle Listen, God is with us and he will help us protect the fire that he has started within us. He promised us in his word that every temptation that he would provide a way for us to withstand it. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is what? God is what? He is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Listen, God wants us to keep burning brightly for him. And he is able to help us overcome every force that comes against us. Do you believe that? Now, listen, I also believe that a critical tool for us to keep this flame burning is a thing called faith. You know what faith is? Faith is believing that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. Listen, if you're in a pickle right now, if you're in a difficult circumstance or situation, I want you to fall back and remember everything you know about God. I remember things like this. If God is for us, who can be against us, right? I'm also reminded of things like this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to you? I remember those things. I remember that my God hasn't brought me this far to drop me or to leave me. Do you fall back on the, Those are things of faith. It's knowing who God says he is and remembering and believing that he will do what he says see faith is a barrier against the storms of life and in contrast doubting god and choosing to do things our own way that's when we will begin to fall ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 tells us this hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil You know what that means? That means that we literally have a weapon called faith that can protect us from the attacks of the devil. We're talking a Captain America shield. We're talking Wonder Woman bracelets. We're talking Thor hammer, whatever you got. Listen, we have a thing called faith that can help us in those times. If we keep believing, if we keep trusting, if we keep obeying God, listen, the enemy's attacks cannot harm us. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Oh man, I used to hear the Richard, uh, the Oral Roberts singers sing that every Sunday morning before I went to church. My my steady died on Sunday morning. I'd get up and watch Davy and Goliath. Come on, anybody Claymation fans? Thank God for the Lutheran Church, bursting Davy and Goliath. You see, that was long before vegetables taught me the Word of God. I was watching Claymation characters. And right after that, ooh, the anointing would fall as Oral Roberts and the Oral Roberts singers led by Richard. ooh, And they would sing, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I heard that from a wee lad, and I've never forgotten it to this day, that if God is for me, ooh, my allergies are kicking in. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, God's word is the truth and it can guide us through times of trial, confusion and discouragement. Come on, somebody, you might find yourself there today. You get in the word, you see what God's word says about you and you do not ever doubt that God is for you. The key to remember is that in order to use the weapon of God's word effectively, we've got to read it regularly. You've got to know God's word. If we don't know what God's word says, how will we know when the enemy comes against us and lies to us? You see, when we study his word, we are building up our faith. We're strengthening that barrier between the storms of life that want to snuff out that flame of God in you. I was reminded, thanks, Ben. Thanks for coming up. That's awesome. That's my cue that we need to move on. But listen, I I was, I looked up fire also means ardor. A-R-D-O-R. S-A-T word. A-R-D-O-R. Anybody know what ardor is? You probably don't use that in your everyday language. Oh, I'm just filled with ardor. Ardor means enthusiasm, it means passion. It means love and zeal and fervor. It means eagerness and devotion. And so when we sing words like, I want more of you, God, listen, what I'm saying is my prayers, the passion and love of God would overwhelm and consume me like that fire from within. I want it to overtake me in a way that I can't help but be completely free and overflowing with it. Do you have ardor for God? Is there a love, is there an enthusiasm for more of God in your life? Listen, this is more than just me begging you and leading you in a series on fire. Listen, you have to desire it. I can't go to the gym and look at those weights and get crunk. No, I've got to lift them. I've got to do something with it. I can't walk into Whole Foods and say, oh, this is a great concept. No, I've got to put that crap in my mouth. And I've got to eat it. Not just one time. All the time. But it's better for me. Come on. Do you have that same ardor for God? I'm telling you, he wants to light every one of you up right now. And it's not going to be through a better sermon or a, a, a new song. That new song today with the graphics was killer, by the way. But do you have that desire? Hey, listen, do you really have a desire for God to release the fullness of his spirit? Tell you, be careful. If he releases the fullness of his spirit on you, it will wreck your life. It will make you will not be the same. You'll walk on the school campuses tomorrow, student, a different student. If he releases the fullness of his spirit on you, mom and dad, you're not going to be the same around your friends. Hey, men of the house, men, husbands, daddies, if God releases the fullness of his spirit on you, you're going to love your family better. You're going to lead better. You're going to be a different man. You be careful about asking. Hey, can I just encourage you? It's what you were created for. This mediocre copy of a life that the enemy has wafted in front of us for too long, it it does not compare to the life that the Spirit of God wants to give you today. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want Him to release the fullness? Do you want Him to release the fullness of your spirit? Let's sing it. Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory come. Shekinah glory come. Release release the fullness of your spirit. spirit. Come on, sing it. It's the cry of our hearts. It's the cry of our hearts. Release the fullness. Release the fullness of your spirit. spirit. Shekina, glory he come. wants to do it. He Shekina, wants to do that. Come on! Release the fullness of your spirit. Shaking the glory come. Shaking the glory come. Release the. Fullness Desire of our Father in Heaven. He wants to release all of Him on your life. And Lord, that's my prayer today that as we leave this place, oh God, that that would be the desire of our heart. Father, today that as we pray over people that we would understand and they would understand that the fullness of God is in this house. Hey, there's a physical ailment. There's a medical diagnosis you're facing. Hey, listen, an opportunity for God to do a work. Job situation, financial stress, relationship issue. I'm telling you, we stand here today ready for the Spirit of God to be released in those situations. Lord, you've got the very best for us in mind. Your glory, your renown, Father, that's what we long for. God, We may we be a people totally consumed by your Spirit, the fullness of your Spirit. It's in the mighty name of Jesus, everybody in this house said, amen. Thank you, you're dismissed.